Genesis chapter 6 and verse number 3. Genesis chapter 6 and verse number 3. Praise God. There's a beautiful spirit of the Lord. Would you just lift your hands one more time? Just Let's love him. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Commit the remainder of this service into your care, God. Genesis chapter 6 and verse number 3. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be a hundred and a hundred and twenty years. Amen. One of the one of the most fascinating parts of the story of Noah was that when the when when God closed the door of the ark. It was closed. It was closed. And for a scripture, a biblical back to the story, I want to draw your attention to when David was king of Israel. David had a, um, he had a son, a very handsome son, whose name was Absalom. Had his rights set on the kingdom. But he could not wait for his time to come. He wanted to grasp the kingdom from his father earlier than uh, prematurely. And so Absalom decided to launch a rebellion against King David. And for a season he did. And he became, as it were, temporarily uh, a king. In one of those times of strife between Absalom and David, who was the king, David, uh, David became angry with Absalom and expelled Absalom from the land. And Absalom fled from King David. So get, get the picture. Um, David said, Absalom, you're out. You're out. And, um, and David purposed in his heart that he was not going to allow Absalom back in. You're out. And uh, Later on, however, Absalom was permitted to return, but he was not allowed to return to the palace. He could not come before King David, his, his father. He was, not, he was allowed to come back to the kingdom, but he was not permitted into the palace. Absalom has fled from his father, because of King David's anger, now he is permitted to come back, but he will not be granted 
audience with King David. He cannot come into his dad's presence. Now, King David had some right-hand men, and one of them's name was Joab. And Absalom, Absalom felt, if I can have a meeting with Joab, possibly Joab can talk to King David, and, and I can come back into the palace. And so Absalom sent his servants to Joab and, uh, and said, I, I'd like to have a meeting with you. And Joab didn't show up at the meeting. And so the Bible says Absalom sent uh, his, his servants again and uh, said to Joab, Absalom would like to have a meeting with you. And, and Joab refused to go a second time. So Joab came up with the idea that I have got to get Joab's attention. So Absalom told his men to go and set Joab's barley fields on fire. And so the servants of Absalom, his staff, went and set uh, Joab's barley fields on fire. And uh, this got Joab's attention. And Joab went and met with Absalom and asked him, why did you do that? And Absalom said, I could not find any other way to get your attention. But now, I have your attention. Lord, I love you tonight. I thank you for this service. I thank you for your hand upon us, and I pray, Jesus, that um, though your spirit will not always strive with man, I pray tonight that uh, you will quicken my heart and that your spirit would flow, and that you would get our attention, Lord, we pray. You know, that's exactly what God will often do to us. And uh, he will, I, I wrote in my notes here, that God will, God will use, cause, or allow things into our life will get our attention. How many of you have ever had God get your attention? Oh yeah. <clears throat> I've shared with you this uh, oftentimes that how uh, that when I had cancer it, it certainly changed my life and uh, the miracle and everything that was there. What I don't often share is that about six months before before was diagnosed with having cancer, I had made a decision in my life that I was going to change the course and the direction of my life. I had, I had had a meeting with Brother Lewis, and, and I, was cha I, I, I had made up in my mind that I was going to take a different direction 
with my life. And I don't often, and I don't know that I've ever told that. And I had that meeting with Brother Lewis in September of 2004. And in 2005, sat across from the surgeon's desk, and he looked at me and said, um, you, you have cancer. And I want you to know at that point, I was just quite anxious to stay in the will of God. I was quite anxious to submit my life and resubmit my life to the Lord. Now, you know, did God cause that cancer to, to, to do that to me? Uh, did he allow it? I have no idea. But what I will tell you is that God certainly used that to get my attention. And when I was laying in that hospital room not knowing whether I was going to live or die, there was a night in that hospital room where whether it was all of the medication or whatever it was, uh, the devil had come to take my life. And I remember, uh, along with a lot of things, but I remember uh, not, not knowing what to do, but the only, the only thing I could grasp and get in my head was I had to call Brother Lewis. And, and somehow in my state of mind, I, I got that phone and I, I called. It was the middle of the night. Sister Lewis answered the phone. I didn't say hello. I didn't say hi. I said, is Grandpa there? And he got on the phone and all I said to him was, the devil's trying to kill me. And in the middle of the night, in the Woodstock Hospital, he began to pray over my life. And something changed in that moment in me. And um, I, I was just quite happy at that point to be alive. And I didn't care where or what or how God was doing it. I just wanted to be in the middle of God's will. And uh, I decided, uh, me and God had a meeting, and I told God, I think I'm going to stick with you. And God said, I think that's a good idea. And I thank the Lord for it. Would you lift your hands and let's love him. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Uh, I, will say, I will say this, that there are times that God, that there, God will allow frustrations to come into our life. He will allow conflict to come into our life. He will, and he will use those things to stir us and stop us in our tracks. And I, I'm talking to you from my heart tonight that, that he, he will allow things to come. There is, a, there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is, is destruction. And thank God, thank God for every frustration that he allowed to come into my life. Thank God for every pain that he allowed to come into my life. Thank God for everything that he has uh, even, and I, I, he has the right to cause things in my life that will stop me in my tracks, that will cause me to fall on my face before the Lord and say, God, what, what are you trying to say to me? What, what is your word? I, I, need a, I need to get myself realigned with your will and with your purpose. And thank God that he allows my barley fields to be burned at stages in my life. And as brutal 
and as devastating and as unfortunate some of those events are in our life, thank God that he cared enough to light Dave Farrell's barley fields on fire so that I, I had the sense to say, oh God, what are you, what are you trying to say to me? What, what are you wanting to do in my heart and in my life? And thank God for it. And so I want to say right from the outset, don't, don't shirk away from those things and, and don't, don't get bitter and, and offended at those things. That's, that's God, uh, that is God trying to set up a meeting, an interview where he can uh, uh, adjust and realign things in our life. And, and oh God, thank you for every time you lit my barley fields on fire. Thank you, Lord, every time you placed a, a flag of pain in my heart that, that stopped me in my tracks, that caused me to fall on my face, that, that caused my spirit to be broken and contrite. And I, I humbled myself. <coughs> myself in your in your presence and there are three things tonight that I feel like the Lord has directed my heart to challenge you on that the Lord will either cause use or allow to come into our life that that stops us let me let me ask you a question and I, uh, I, I let me ask you a question how many of you are serving the Lord today because God allowed the barley fields to be burned in your life. How many of you are where you are at in the Lord? Because at stages in your life, uh, you, you hit a wall. You came to the end. So, so what you know what I'm preaching tonight is not, not far-fetched and outlandish. There are seasons where, where the Lord will use, cause, or allow things that stop us in our track. That uh, And look, it, the barley fields on fire will, will get my attention more than any of the blessings that God sends our way. Nothing will cause me to fall on my face more than when God lights Dave Farrell's barley fields on fire. He says, I, I, need to have, I need to have a meeting with you. And so there are three things I want to talk to you about. First of all is salvation. It's salvation. God, God calls us to salvation. I want to... I, I want a hallelujah. Lord, touch my heart and my mind tonight, Jesus. Listen, there are people that are playing Russian roulette with their soul. There is eternity at stake here. There, there are, there are, we, we, we are, we can't play this game in, in these last hours and in these days. We can't, we can't just, uh, we just can't march on. It's just not business as usual. It's just not, I'm just going to go on living my life here and, and I hope that I can get it all together with God in the end but right now I'm going to live fast and free and and do what I want hear me uh, hear me tonight there there is a call of God for salvation I, I got to get my heart ready to meet the Lord I got to have my soul right with God I can't put this off until tomorrow. I can't think I have lots of time left. Jesus could come at any moment or any hour. I could go out that door and, and, uh, and meet the Lord. I, I, I'm telling you that God is calling people to salvation in this hour. The greatest revival of the church, I believe, is, is ahead of us. And I want to be a part of that revival. What a tragedy it was to be in church all of your life and in these last hours turn our 
back away from God. God is calling us to salvation. God is calling us to get our heart right. God is calling us to turn our way to the Lord and serve Him with everything that's within us. Listen to me. Hear my heart tonight. If you're not saved, if you've not been born again, if your life is backslidden, if your heart is away from God, if you're not living like you should, tonight is the night to hear the call of God. Tonight is the night. It's, it's the hour. It's, it's the time. I've got to get my heart ready to meet the Lord tonight. I can't leave this place until I don't want God to have to burn my barley fields, to stir my heart and turn my attention to the Lord. I don't want that. I don't want, I don't want God to allow, and I, I'm only going back and referring to this cancer. It was such a pivotal, life-changing moment, but I don't want God to have to strike me in a way like that, that... that uh, that causes a desperation in my, in my right mind, in, in, in good health. I want to I wanna make up in my mind, I'm going to just serve the Lord with everything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that my, my salvation is on tap and I'm ready. I'm ready to meet the Lord. Amen. Well, you might say tonight is just not the time. It's just not the time. It's just not the time. I'm, I'm not ready yet. What do, you, what do you mean you're not ready yet? What do you mean that this is not the hour? What, what do you mean God is calling us? God is wooing us. There, there is a, I feel the Holy Ghost on my heart. There is a presence of the Lord that's in this place tonight. There is enough glory of God here. What do you mean uh, uh, this is not the hour? What do you mean this isn't the time? I'm telling you there is no time like the present. There is no time like right now. There is no time like right now to make sure that your heart is right with Almighty God. I want to tell you, you could get the Holy Ghost sitting right now where you're sitting right now while I'm preaching. The Word of the Lord said that while uh, Peter was preaching the Word, that the Holy Ghost fell on them and they spoke with other tongues. Uh, I'm telling you right now, while I'm preaching online in the church, somebody could start talking in tongues uh, and they could go home tonight changed uh, knowing that they are saved by the power of God. Oh, glory to God. Right now is the hour. Right now is the time. Don't put it off till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. Don't think I can, I can got lots of time to get ready. Oh, no, we don't. We have right now. All we have is right now. Let's make sure God is calling. God is calling. God is calling us. God is calling. Amen. I feel so strongly about this that right now in the middle of my message, if someone 
said, right now, Brother Farrell, I've got to make sure I'm saved. I've got to make sure my heart is ready. I'm telling you, you can run to this altar right now, and I can finish this sermon later. We'll pray you through to the Holy Ghost. We'll pray you through to a refilling of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I, I, don't, want to, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to take a chance that, that tonight be, might be your only night. This might be the, the last chance you have until to get your heart ready to meet the Lord. I'm not preaching gloom and doom, and I'm not trying to stir fear in your heart. I'm just trying to tell you, this is how it is. The only moment we have is the moment right now before us. Don't think I can put it off and I can wait and I'll have another chance. No, I don't know what life holds for me. I don't know what's going to happen to me in the middle of the night. I don't know what my, I may wake up or not wake up to. What I know is that right now, I'm in the presence of the Lord. I have an opportunity right now to make sure that I have salvation alive and in my heart. There was a time where I was, uh, I felt young and invincible. There was a time where I felt like I had, I had, I had it all by the tail and, and I had lots of time. And funny thing about getting older, you realize I don't know if I'm even going to have 10 now. I don't know what I'm going to have. And so I have to make sure that in every moment that I have with God, that I maximize that moment to know, to know that my election is sure. That I'm, I'm all is well between me and God. That I have voice and strength and, and mental faculties that I can call upon God and, and God can hear me. I, I must tell Jesus everything. I, I must tell the Lord. I must tell the Lord while, while His Spirit is calling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. While on others thou art called, calling, do not pass me by, Savior, oh, Savior. Hear my humble cry while on others thou art calling. Do not pass me by. Savior, oh Savior, hear my humble cry while on others thou art called. Not pass me by. Oh God. 
Savior, oh Savior, oh Savior, oh Savior. Hear the appeal of my heart tonight. Answer the call on the first call. Answer the call on the first knock. Answer the call when it first rolls. Answer the call. There's something about human nature that if we resist it, if we resist it, we can get hardened to it. Brother Tinney always said, the same substance that melts butter hardens clay. I, I don't want to get my heart calloused to the knocking of God's on my heart. While my heart is soft, while my spirit is pliable, while, while, while I'm hungry because if I wait, I may get a callousness to the call of God. The knocking of God on my heart. I ask you a question. Are you, are you ready tonight? Are you ready tonight? <clears throat> well, I'm not ready. I'm, I'm here to tell somebody tonight, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. When you hear the gospel, get ready. Get ready. I, I want to say something, and I, I, don't, I, don't really know, I, I don't really know where I'm at with it. But, but I have seen individuals that get beyond the call of God in their spirit. Is it okay for me to say that? I believe in the church age, God's going to keep calling, and God's going to keep calling. But there will come a time, I believe, when that call will stop ringing forth. Or I will just get so calloused in my heart that it will not affect me like it once did. It's, it's a scary thing to watch individuals that have been in church a long time and then all of a sudden the Spirit of God stops moving their heart. They, they, they lose a softness to God's Spirit. And oh, it starts to grieve my heart. When I can't be touched when I can't be moved, when, when, when the preaching of the Word of God doesn't stir my soul, it, it, it's a, can I, can I say to you, it's a scary place. I can't be moved by the call of God. Can't be moved by the call of God. Let me, let me, let me say this, dear friends. Don't, don't wait until the barley fields are burning. Don't, don't wait until the barley fields are on fire. God's Spirit, as He said in Genesis, will not always strive with man. Don't wait until the barley field is on fire. 
Don't, don't wait until you're in a hospital bed. Don't, don't wait until you're in the funeral parlor. Don't, don't wait until you're in the bankruptcy office. Don't, don't wait until you're in divorce court. Don't, don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Answer the call of God. Turn. Turn your heart to the Lord tonight. Turn your heart to the Lord tonight. Turn your heart to the Lord. God said that Ephraim had joined himself to idols. Let him alone. God said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. In Romans, the Bible says that God gave them up or God gave them over. God simply says, I've knocked on the door of your heart. I've knocked and I've knocked and I've knocked. I have called and I have called and I have called. I've even allowed or used things in your life to get your attention. And yet you still would not come. There was Noah, a preacher of righteousness, a man who for, I would say, an entire lifetime, 120 years preached that, that there was coming a day when, when it's going to rain. It's going to rain. Noah, you're crazy. What is rain? This is ridiculous. You're, you're wasting all this time building an ark until one day God said, Noah, get your family in the ark because it's about to rain. 